Hello, it's Friday, May 14th. I'm Daniel Williams, and this is the MGMA Week in Review, where each week we bring you some of the most important, interesting, and inspiring stories happening in healthcare leadership and medical practices today. This week, we start with a story on the CDC's decision to change their guidelines that allows a lift in mask mandates. This article comes from NBC News. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on Thursday said masks and social distancing are no longer necessary for people who have been fully vaccinated against COVID-19. It's a move the agency said was driven by scientific evidence that the vaccines play a major role in curbing both infections and transmission of the virus. In announcing the agency's updated guidelines, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky said there are numerous reports in the literature to demonstrate the safety and real-world effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines. Walensky highlighted in particular three recent studies that demonstrated the impact of the vaccines on symptomatic and asymptomatic infections. In one study published just last week on the effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines against two variants that are known to be circulating in the U.S. The findings all add to a growing body of evidence that the vaccines are effective at preventing severe illness and death from COVID-19 and that they help prevent people from spreading the virus to others. In the U.S., the number of newly reported COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and deaths are all decreasing. The most recent seven-day average for new cases fell about 23% over the previous week. And the seven-day average for daily deaths also declined to 587 per day, according to the CDC. These statistics help reinforce that the vaccines are working and working well, said Dr. Monica Gandhi, an infectious disease physician and professor of medicine at the University of California, San Francisco. Gandhi said, it's like we reached a tipping point in terms of the weight of the evidence showing that these are profoundly effective vaccines beyond our wildest dreams and that they're really good at blocking transmission. In one of the studies cited by the CDC, the Pfizer vaccine was shown to be 97% effective at protecting against symptomatic infection and 86% effective at protecting against asymptomatic infection. Those results published May 6 in the Journal of the American Medical Association were based on a study of more than 6,700 vaccinated healthcare workers in Israel. While it is possible for someone who is fully vaccinated to get infected, these breakthrough infections are considered very rare. Out of the more than 117 million people in the U.S. who have been fully vaccinated, just 9,245 people later tested positive for COVID-19. The CDC has also said illnesses from breakthrough infections are typically mild. To keep up with the latest healthcare advocacy and regulatory news, go to mgma.com slash advocacy.
In our next article, we return to the vaccine efforts. This article is from Politico. White House state officials scramble to get DOCS's help with lagging vaccination effort. The Biden administration and state health officials are rushing to overcome logistical hurdles to get more COVID-19 shots into doctors' offices, believing that physicians who have largely been excluded from the inoculation effort so far could be key to boosting vaccination rates. For months, doctors have lobbied the White House and states to ship them doses, but officials instead focus their efforts on mass vaccination sites in other places that could quickly immunize hundreds or even thousands of people daily. With demand for shots now slipping faster than health experts expected, officials are now trying to steer doses to smaller, local sites like doctor's offices that can make targeted efforts to reach people who are hesitant to get vaccinated or have faced other obstacles like lack of transportation. There's absolutely no reason that primary care physicians and other community-based physicians and providers shouldn't have access to the vaccines to distribute to their own patients, said Bob Doherty, a senior vice president of the American College of Physicians, who says his organization and other doctor groups have repeatedly pressed that message with top administration officials. But sending COVID vaccines to doctor's offices, which typically administer a large share of routine adult vaccinations, isn't as easy as it sounds. Five months after COVID-19 vaccinations began, many states are still going through the process of signing up physicians and addressing their concerns over, over requirements for handling the shots. The situation underscores the difficulty the Biden administration faces in the next leg of the largest and most complex vaccination campaign in U.S. history. A particular challenge for many doctors, the vaccines are shipped in huge quantities. Two of the authorized shots, those from Pfizer and Moderna, have cold storage requirements that could be difficult for some physician practices, especially in rural areas where vaccine hesitancy tends to be higher. And depending on the shot, vials can contain between five to 15 doses that must be used in the same day once they're opened, increasing the likelihood that doses could get wasted in small settings like doctor's offices. But surveys have shown that physicians are seen as trusted messengers on vaccines and their relationships with patients could be essential to overcoming hesitancy or skepticism. Medical trade groups are working with the Biden administration to get the word out that vaccines are now becoming more widely available to doctors. And since mid-March, Maryland has been running one of the nation's largest tests for sending COVID shots to doctors. A pilot program distributed vaccines to 37 primary care practices, mostly serving Black and Hispanic communities. Data showed Black and Hispanic patients at the practices were being vaccinated at rates higher than their representation in the state. This is according to Howard Haft, the state official leading the program. The program has since expanded to nearly 240 practices and is expected to grow to about 400 in the coming weeks.
Participating doctors can check the state's health information exchange to see if their patients have been vaccinated and are encouraged to contact those who haven't gotten a shot. To learn more about how practices can play a role in giving shots to patients, go to mgma.com slash let docs give shots. I'll leave you this week with an article on what you can do to reduce physician burnout in your practice. Medical practice leaders face a tall task in working to turn the tide on an epidemic of physician burnout in the U.S. At the core of healthcare leaders' work is the need to balance financial expectations with the well-being of clinicians and staff. According to a May 11th MGMA stat poll, only 14% of healthcare leaders say they have a formal plan or strategy to reduce physician burnout. Responses varied whether it was about the causes of burnout or potential solutions. In many cases, respondents who said they had no formal strategy or plan pointed to lots of discussions and informal efforts to monitor burnout among physicians and staff. One practice leader pointed to pain points in the EHR for clinicians. He said, all the extra clicks suck the life out of everyone. And other respondents noted that they invested in specialty-specific EHRs that are more intuitive for clinicians to use, as well as more functionality to help the team follow up on outstanding labs and other items that can prove stressful if left unchecked. Developing a one-on-one -on -one coaching or mentoring system is one common strategy many healthcare leaders have adopted, sometimes as part of a provider leadership academy. A March 30th, MGMA stat poll found almost half of practice leaders said they provide leadership coaching or mentoring to clinicians. To assess physicians' well-being, one respondent said the practice takes a weekly pulse survey to find out how to help providers to alleviate various types of stress they encounter, especially if it can be addressed via staff training or knowledge sharing. Keep up with the latest industry news by subscribing to the MGMA Insights newsletter at mgma.com slash insights newsletter. And if you want to become part of the healthcare discussion, you can join the MGMA stat panel by texting STAT to 33550. If you have a healthcare story you want to share with us, email us at podcast at mgma.com. This has been the MGMA Week in Review. I'm Daniel Williams. Thanks and have a great weekend.